0: Good so morning, church. Hope everybody's doing well. Had to get my coffee right. Make sure I don't spill it everywhere all over myself. But I hope you've had a good week. Things are going uh, good in, in your family, in your life. When life is good, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy to think that summer's almost over. Uh, man, school will be back up and we'll be back in the fall. But I'm excited. August 3rd, we're going to be having, uh, man, kind of a back-to-school national night out, partying with the Pride, the city of Lubbock. Uh, They're showing a movie in the park, uh, Raya the Last Dragon. And we're going to have food and all kinds of stuff out there. We're going to be at Rogers Park, so be on the lookout. August 3rd, um, that day's coming up. But also, if you want to donate supplies, we got, man, tons of backpacks, and we got some different school supplies. We want to make sure to get those in the hands of, of kids that need it. So that's one way you could be partnering with us. But other than that, man, I'm just excited to get into today's uh, message. It's called Secret Motives. It's often um, the things that we're blind to or that we're unaware of that cause the most trouble in our life. And God wants to help uh, get behind the curtains in our life so that way we're not caught off guard. Um, but also we can know what's going on with inside of us. Sometimes uh, we don't even pay attention. Uh To just the things within us that are are leading us to some of the decisions we make. And God wants to help us eliminate those problems. So let me pray and then we're going to be jumping into today's word. Uh, We're going to be reading out of the Old Testament, Jeremiah 17. So let me pray and we'll get started. Uh, Father, I just thank you for the opportunities to be a blessing to others. And and be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. It's cool to... Just see the way that you organize and you move things and you're so exact and precise, Lord, and you allow your children to come and join you in that and oftentimes be on the receiving end of the blessing from it. And so, Father, we just thank you uh, for what's to come here on August 3rd and and uh, also for today, um, just for the gift of another day, Lord, and allow us to see the truth within ourselves um, so we can examine things that uh, man need to be looked at. So we can put it all on the table. And you can help us clean up our life and clean up our mess. Uh, so that way we're not falling uh, into the trap of the enemy or even the traps of ourselves that we set up. So Father, just come and meet with us this morning. Uh, Holy Spirit, we just pray that what you speak to us um, stays embedded in our minds and our hearts. And it's something that we take with us for the rest of our lives. So we just love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Jeremiah 17, we're going to be reading uh, verses 5 through 10. Of course, they'll be on the screen, and let's go. It says, This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They live in the barren wilderness, in an uninhabited, (laughs) salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank, with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of the drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Their heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all the people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Mm. So we find in in the book of Jeremiah, God speaking, and he's saying some very powerful things. um, But it all talks about trust and how oftentimes the things in our lives hinge on who we trust and how we're trusting and the things that come from it uh, play a big role. And so he really wants us to focus on those things today. And uh, the first thing is this. Trust can curse you. Trust can curse you. That's something we don't always think about, right? We think trusting has such a benefit. Um, and, and, and But it can really be a curse uh, whenever it's in the wrong things. And we see this in verse 5. He says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in my humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. That first line said, this is what the Lord says. Man, that should be enough to get our attention, to make us like, oh, snap, I need to be paying attention. Uh, forget what Pastor Furman says or anything. Man, when you're reading the Bible and it says Jesus said this, the Lord says this, it's automatically like, we should never question the authenticity of the one that's speaking, Right. So we need to take it seriously. Uh, We need to take it to heart. We need to be reflecting on it. Uh, And just remember that he doesn't lie. Like he always does what he says he's going to do. His words carry weight. And it's always met with action to meet what he just spoke. So that was just the first thing that really just pops out. Man, This is what the Lord says. It's like, oh, snap. I better listen up. better pay attention. But he says, cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. And you might be thinking, so God, are you are you saying like I shouldn't be trusting people or I shouldn't be doing things from the strength that you've given me? That's not what God is saying, okay? God is saying, no, man, when you put others in front of him, when you put yourself in front of him, that's when you find yourself in danger of, of being cursed, and getting hurt in the process. And and the definition of, of curse you can find in, in the dictionary says, It is a solemn utterance intended to invoke a spiritual supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on something or someone. So it puts you in a position that you're vulnerable, right? Um, that you're defenseless and you're uh, in a position where you could get attacked Man, but you're going to feel the effects in a significant way. It's not a matter of if it will happen, but when it will happen, whenever your trust is in the wrong thing. And verse six, it says this They are like stunted shrubs in the desert, with no hope for the future. They live in the barren wilderness, in an uninhabited, un-hat- I can't even say, uninhabitable, I can't even say, uninhabited, there we go, salty land. Man, I get that people under the right conditions and circumstances, man, they really can be a great benefit to our life, right? And even the gifts that God gives us, I mean, it can surprise us at times of the things we're able to accomplish with it. But in comparison to what we can accomplish with God, humans, people, us are really no match. And we can't come close, close to what we gain trusting and relying on God. Uh, Whenever we rely on people or ourselves. And this verse we just read demonstrates that uh, the longer we live unbalanced this way, uh, placing God below others or even ourselves, the tougher the conditions will become. What did it say? It said stunted shrubs. That's what we'll become. You know what that is? That's us falling short of our full potential and, and never reaching the full capabilities that we can with God. And man... Then it talks kind of like the environment that we're going to be in. We're going to be in a barren desert. Uh, It's going to be hot, all these different things, right? So not only is it going to be hard to endure, but the resources that we're going to need are going to be available. So the things you need to maintain, uh, just even to survive, they're not going to be there. The things you need to develop, to grow, to bloom... They're not going to be there. So this is never going to be a situation that is going to benefit you in the long run or even in the short run. Um, it's really just going to always be difficult and hard and and reap some scary things. And the the scary thing of all that, for me at least, is really, man, it can happen unintentionally. It can happen without you being aware that this is what's going on and where you're leading yourself. This is what I mean. You ever had a really tough situation and the first thing you think is like, oh man, I really need to spend time with the Lord about this whole thing and just pray to him. Uh, but let me make this phone call. Let me call up this brother. Let me call up this sister. Let me let me contact this person and ask if they'll pray for me. Let me ask this person if they'll pray for me. Now that doesn't sound like a bad thing, right? Like, Of course we want people to join us and to lock arms and be praying with us. But the problem falls when... Uh, Instead of running to God and praying for ourselves and praying with Him first, we're going to people. You see, that's where the problem falls in the order of the way that we do things. We need to make sure that we're putting God first before others. Understanding that He comes first. And even within ourselves Um, because even ourselves can unintentionally do this uh, without paying attention. Because maybe you're in a season that's new, it's different, and God has been opening all these doors, and you're like, man, this is so exciting, I've been praying for this. Uh, Man, and I really feel like, God, you're doing all these things. And you're at a point where you got to make a decision of which door to walk through or what to do next. So you've been praying to God about it, right? You've been going about this the right way. But you really feel like you haven't received anything. And you start to question, like, man, uh, is this really a door from God? Or does God want me to do this? And before you know it, you find yourself getting impatient and impatient. And before God could confirm which door to walk through, you say, you know what? I really feel this is going to be the best one for me. I'm going to go ahead and jump for it and go for it. So you end up going ahead of God. Even though you started off well, uh, man, unintentionally, you take off. And you find yourself in a situation where you went through a door you weren't supposed to. And now you're going to reap what it comes with, right? Because it doesn't take much for us to get off course. Finding ourselves trusting and relying on others while slowly creating distance away from God. And He doesn't want you to end up cursed by your own actions. That's why staying connected to God is so crucial. Even when you feel like He's silent. Even when you feel like things aren't moving or going fast enough. Man, slow down we got to stop because we got to be reminded he sees everything. And oftentimes he sees the blind spots or the things ahead that we don't. And he wants to help us. And we have to keep our priorities straight. Because if not, the trust is going to curse us, okay? Because trust can curse you. The second thing we see from this passage is trust can bless you. It can have the opposite effect, right? Verse seven, it says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who have made their Lord, their hope and their confidence. Blessed. Hope and confidence can always be given when our trust is in the one who is always faithful. Amen. We all want to be blessed, right? And that's not an easy task, no matter who we are, no matter how long we've been walking with the Lord, because there's going to be times, situations, things that are going to challenge us personally, but also they're going to challenge our faith. We all have those days. We all have those moments. We all have those times where we're just like, man, God, this this sucks, man. This is, this is hard. Like, I want you to change the situation I'm in. I'm, I'm ready to skip past this and jump through this. Like, help me get past this. Please, Lord, remove me from this situation. And God has the power to do all those things. But have you ever asked the question, like, man, maybe, just maybe, God hasn't removed you from a situation because he's trying to use that situation to change you. Have you ever asked that question? Have you ever thought about that? You see, there would be no need for hope and confidence if we didn't find ourselves in positions uh, that we needed it, right? There would be no need for faith if we didn't find ourselves in a position that we needed faith. And sometimes God leads us to a place where we have to place our faith and our hope and confidence in Him to see how much He loves us, to see how real He is, uh, to experience Him in a way, but also to sharpen and grow us specific ways. And that's a tough thing for all of us, no matter who you are. Because uh, what do we say whenever we're not this place and we just trust it and we rely on ourselves and we rely on others? We said how that's unhealthy and that's actually going to Man, make things even harder. Um, So you may be going through something that's painful, that's, uh, man, it sucks, it hurts. um, But it's really, and it's always an opportunity of faith and a chance to grow. And so, man, when you're in those seasons, just remember, God is faithful. And He's always using that to sharpen us, to grow us. And we're going to witness Him in in ways that we usually wouldn't or even in ways that a lot of times we're unaware of that we're not paying attention to. And everything that's meant to come against us, man, God turns it around and He uses it to bless us, including tough situations and circumstances. That's the goodness of our Father. That's why hope and confidence can be found when we trust in Him in these times um, because we learn and we see That we can never lose. Like losing is not possible, okay? That what you go through will always have benefits that are going to bless you. And it's going to overflow to you blessing others as well. And so that's a huge thing that we gain when we trust and rely on God. Verse 8, it says, They're like trees planted along a riverbed with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. Mm, That's such a good passage. You see, when you're connected to the source, outside conditions can't prevent you from receiving what you need to get through it. Amen? Outside things can't stop you. And that's a common problem that we get ourselves into, uh, trying to connect to things that we believe is going to benefit us best with each situation that changes. But it doesn't matter the situation or or what it is, people and ourselves are never going to compare to the source that God is. That's the truth. So we have to stay connected to the riverbank of life, of living water. And now uh, you got to look, understand, man, sometimes God's going to plant you in places that you don't like, that are not ideal. But if God is the one that's placed you somewhere, you have to know that it comes with a purpose. Like there's more to it than what you're experiencing or seeing. And maybe sometimes it just hasn't revealed it to you just yet. So you have to be patient because it's always going to have purpose. It will always lead to you staying closer to God and being strengthened and being developed through it in the process. So even that job that's been difficult, even with those people that have been stressing you out, pushing all your buttons, even that relationship, that situation, whatever the case may be, if God leads you to it and then you start experiencing these things, man. Don't be afraid to ask him, like, man, God, what are you trying to reveal to this? Because I know it has purpose. I know you were doing good work through this, and you're trying to do something through me um, that even I'm not aware of right now. I'm seeing all the bad stuff. Uh, help me see something different. Because we always find ourselves in positions like that, and we start to freak out because it's our emotions that's starting to take control and make us, uh, man, act, uh, what is it called? Um, act... I can't even think of the word. I can think of it, but I can't say it. I'm struggling with it. But act uh, uh, erratic, right? We start acting out of the norm. We start just doing things that uh, we're not seeing the whole picture of things because our emotions has took control over our thoughts. And we're just really acting out in ways that we shouldn't. Man, we have to be reminded, this thing has purpose if God has led me to it. And once you begin to do that, once you begin to grow and he starts to reveal this, then the things that used to bother you, that used to stress you out, uh, they're going to quit. They're not going to be as stressful and, and be as annoying as they were before. And that's the beauty of all this. That you won't lose sleep over who you depended on like you did when it was for a person or even yourself. Because God is faithful. And the the beauty of this is through this, man, your faith, your roots get deepened. Uh, man, just, man... Receiving every resource that you needed to grow, to maintain, to thrive, and to keep producing. Because, where that verse says, it said, Your leaves stay green. Your leaves stay green. That's the thing that we don't think was going to happen. But you're going to actually stay healthy even when you don't feel like you're healthy. You're going to stay balanced even when the world is attacking and trying to knock you off balance. and what does this say? You're never going to stop producing fruit. So that means you're never going to stop seeing God's blessing on your life. And it's always going to overflow to being a blessing, a part of others. Man, that's the blessing that comes from trusting in the Lord. And those are the experiences that grow your confidence and hope in Him. And that never take, never take away how bad a situation may be from what God is going to do. Man, that's a beautiful thing. That's the blessing of trusting and relying on God. Now, this is the third takeaway of it all. It starts with your heart. That's where it all got to begin. Verse 9, it says, The human heart is the most deceitful thing of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Who really knows? Man, a question I've been asked uh, from time to time is, Man, can good people make it to heaven? And it's really a question that's, it's not hard to answer, but it's always hard to hear. And this is what I mean. People, right, uh, t- kind of take the world's view of, of what good means, and they make it acceptable, like that's going to be enough. But what the Bible says is what we have to go by, because that's the word of God. That's living and active. And the answer is, save people are the ones that make it to heaven. It's not good people. It's saved people. People that have made Jesus their Lord and Savior, accepting the free gift uh, that came from his death, paying uh, the debt for our sins. By the world standard, right? Being a good person uh, seems like it's going to be enough. But God makes it abundantly clear that there's a difference. In Romans chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, it says, We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes. No matter who we are, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. So no matter how good we are on this planet, we've all had a moment that we did something wrong, that we rebelled against God, that we turned our backs on God, and because of it, man, we're gonna fall short of His standard. That's just the bottom line. We've all fallen short. And it's not until we place our faith in Jesus, making him our Lord and Savior, that we're in right standing, that we can make it to heaven once we believe. And so God is trying to let us know, man, don't be misled by your heart or even by what the world tries to define as a good person. um, Because it's always come down to what your belief is and where you place your faith. And you don't want to find yourself in a situation before it's too late. Because we all like to think that we know ourselves well. The truth is, though, let's just be honest. We don't know ourselves as well as we think we do. We all have a human capacity to deceive ourselves, but also to just naturally rebel against God. That is endless. And it's, it's happened since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God, And it's part of our nature now. So don't be naive to what God has made clear. It's not good people That make it to heaven. It's people that are saved. And once we are saved. We should become a good person. We should be transformed uh, to reflect God on this planet. Uh, But being good is never good enough. Verse 10 it says this. But I the Lord search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all the people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. That's a tough one to hear. What do you deserve? What do I deserve? Our actions create results. And what those results are is ultimately up to us. And God wants us to be aware of that. He's He's just, right? He's going to do what needs to be done. So disobedience is always going to be met with correction and discipline. And God knows the skeletons in our closet, man. He knows uh, the depths of the most buried things that we have internally, the most things that we're ashamed of, the things that are bubbling below the surface that could rise up when they're tested, right? It's no secret. And thankfully, thankfully, man, praise the Lord, that he's intentional in examining us. Because we know what's going to happen if it's left unchecked, right? If it's not examined. Man, those things that are within us, that we're not ashamed, that we don't want nobody to know. If those things are left unchecked, if they are not uprooted out of ourselves, that means they always have time to continue to develop. And if they continue to develop, man, over time there's a good chance that they're going to surface in our life. And if they surface in our life, destruction is always going to follow it. And God wants to help uproot those things that are deep within so we don't have to experience that, but also get uh, what those things deserve. He wants to help us before it's too late, but we have to be willing to to, to allow Him to throw these things that are hard to examine on the table and uproot them and take them out of our life. And that's a difficult thing for all of us, no matter who you are. We all have things that we're not proud of, uh, whether it's thoughts or whatever, within our side of ourselves that we need God to help us with. So don't be afraid uh, to put it on the table and ask God for his help because he wants to. And we need to uproot these things so we can be transformed, so we can be good people. Uh, Man. So with all of that said, there's a lot about trust, right? Trust can bless us, trust can curse us, and it starts with our heart because that's going to lead to where we're placing our trust. So my challenge for all of us this week, stay connected. Stay connected to the Lord. How do you do that? You make time. We make time for all these other things in our lives. Man, we need to be intentional in making time to spend it with the Lord. And you're like, man, but I'm busy, I got work, I got kids, I got all these different you know, obligations that I'm required, that I have to do, they're mandatory. Okay, I get that, man. But that doesn't mean that we still can't make time to to include God in all of these things. And one way do we do that is by praying often. Whether you're praying in the car, whether you're about to have a meeting, man, speak with God. Spend time praying with God. So that way, not only uh, can you develop Uh, listening to god but you're also going to relieve some of the stress that's built up into you it gives you a place to vent right and to fill back up with what god has other thing we do is read with intention and this is what i mean reading with intention is expecting uh, god to speak to you but it's also listening right somebody can speak but you need to be listening to what's being said and then trying to apply it to your life you need to be trying to live these things out that's how we stay connected and in doing so, it's going to help us live with gratitude. We need to be living with gratitude because that's going to gain the perspective of God. It's going to keep us humble. It's going to keep us focused. And it's going to keep us, man, just connected. Like how good God is in our life and how, man, huge a blessing it is to have him and to be redeemed and forgiven. And all these things add up to us, man, working on our heart issues, having those things uprooted. And making sure that our priorities are in the right order, that God is always first, that our trust is in Him, our confidence is in Him, our hope is in Him, and that we're living our life for Him. And when we do that, it's always going to be blessed. It's always going to be healthy. It's always going to be fruitful. Doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, right? It's not always going to feel like it's balanced. Um, Man, but it's always going to be the best thing that we can have in this world, in this life. So that's my hope and prayer for all of us that we stay connected with the Lord every day. Let me pray. Father, it's challenging sometimes, Father, we allow just life to overwhelm us and to I mean drift us drift us away, Father, and just pick us up and take us and in the process of doing that, Father, we start creating distance with you. And, Lord, we know how you desire to be close to us. Father, help us desire to be close to you. Help us include you in every, uh, man, thing that we have in our life. Whether it's spending time with someone that we love, whether it's doing something. Father, I pray that we would, uh, man, include you in those moments and those times. That we would give you the glory for those things. And we would just continue to spend time talking with you. Spend time reading with attention. Spend time living with gratitude. And man, just reflecting on the goodness of you um, so that way our priorities are straight and you are where we place our hope and our trust and we can live with great confidence. So, Father, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters, whoever is struggling out there. Father, I pray um, that today um, they wouldn't struggle any longer because they would see uh, that you have so many great things um, ready and willing to give to them. And I pray that they would receive it today and put their trust in you. And making sure that you are first in their life as well as ours. Father, we love you and thank you. And pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Man, that's the key right there, right? Starts with our heart. Trusting is either going to be a blessing or a curse. But if it's with God, it's blessings. Be blessed, church. I love y'all. Y'all have a great week.